Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Trial is commencing on this case, which I will tell you is a simple case about missing rare camera negatives of Jamie Scott Enyart. It's 1996. I'm seated in the gallery of a courtroom to witness the trial, Scott Enyart versus the city of Los Angeles. Mr. Enyart will testify that in June 1968, he went to the Ambassador Hotel to take pictures of the victory speech of Robert F. Kennedy in Los Angeles. We will show the failure of the defendants to return Mr. Enyart's camera negatives. Enyart is suing the city because he says the LAPD took his film the night Kennedy was murdered and never returned his negatives. We will prove that Mr. Enyart's negative had Mr. Enyart's been available to use in the investigation and trial of Sirhan B. Sirhan, many, many questions that plague us today would have been answered about whether or not someone else may have shot off guns at the same time. We will present evidence that the LAPD and officers willfully and intentionally, recklessly manipulated the evidence, including Mr. Enyart's camera film. You will see the secrecy and hiding at the expense of Mr. Enyart was to keep LAPD from being embarrassed for doing a one-sided job and hiding evidence of one of the three political assassinations of the century. Your Honor, I totally object. This is, this is far beyond the scope of the photograph case. It's inappropriate. It's, this is not the RFK, Sirhan. We're not going to argue with counsel. I'm Bill Kleber, and today on the RFK Tapes, the mysterious case of Scott Enyart and his missing photographs. How long have you worked with a professional camera, Scott? I've been using a camera for about two years prior to what happened here. I first heard the name Scott Enyart in 1973, sitting in a movie theater watching a documentary called The Second Gun. And about a year after I'd taken them, I finally got a number of prints back, which I consider an incomplete set. A young Enyart was on the screen telling the story of his missing photographs. I feel there are some missing from it. I took a 36 exposure roll and I got 26 prints back. The film then cut to some of the photos that were returned to Enyart. Corresponding audio from the night played underneath. There were photos of Kennedy giving a speech. Kennedy leaving the stage. My thanks to all of you, and now it's on to Chicago, and let's win there. Then, suddenly, the screen went dark. Gentlemen, Kennedy has been shot. Except for the sound of a camera shutter and chaos. I was near the senator. The empty frames were placeholders for Enyart's missing photos. It was a cinematic device, and a good one, meant to represent what is not known about the murder of Robert Kennedy. This film introduced Scott Enyart into the Robert Kennedy assassination folklore. From that time forward, some version of Enyart's story was featured in nearly every book and documentary on the case, including mine. Scott, um, tell me what happened the night at the Ambassador Hotel. I was photographing Robert Kennedy's speech. I was about five feet from the podium. In 1992, I interviewed Enyart for my radio documentary, the original RFK Tapes. Uh, as I got into the pantry, I was about 10 feet behind him, continuing to take pictures as he shook hands with people. Uh, and all of a sudden, I saw him drop from the frame. He fell. And I continued taking pictures. I backed up. I jumped up on a table. Everyone in front of me had been shot and fell. 
I jumped up to get out of the way, continued taking pictures for a while. Once I realized what happened, particularly when Ethel Kennedy came into the room nine months pregnant, kneels down next to her husband and says, please leave us alone. Uh, I couldn't take pictures anymore. Enyart said that soon after Kennedy was shot, officers from the LAPD took his camera. And they told me that my, later on that my photographs are going to be used in the trial of Sirhan Sirhan. They gave me back photographic prints of the speech and then everything after I left the pantry, but they took all the pictures that I actually took in the pantry. Those were missing. Do you think you might have caught some of that, uh, a man with a, a second gun or...? Well, you would have seen whatever took place behind Robert Kennedy. Enyart told me that after the LAPD released their case files in 1988, he asked for the return of his film. I get a letter back from the California State Archives saying, uh, we can only conclude that your photographs were among the 2,400 photographs destroyed by the LAPD three weeks before Sirhan's trial in a hospital incinerator supervised by two police officers. And with that, Enyart sued the city of Los Angeles for $2 million. But just before the trial began, attorneys for the city found photo negatives in the state archives that they thought were Enyart's. Enyart was invited to check them out. Uh, it doesn't have any pictures from the pantry, uh, and I did not use Ilford film. The negatives were shot on black and white film stock called Ilford. Ilford was sold in bulk and hand rolled before being loaded into a camera. Enyart said he didn't use bulk loaded film. Uh, bulk loaded film has many disadvantages, and so as a result of friends who used it and watching their bad results, I've not used So I always use Kodak. The judge ordered that the bulk-loaded film from the state archives be brought to Los Angeles to be examined by experts. But then, as the film was being transported, the courier said it was stolen. This reinforced my feeling that something very wrong was going on here. On the second day of the trial, Enyart's lawyers played his original LAPD interview from the night of the murder. ERT. I'm Sheldon again from Riverside uh, Division, Scott. I understand you, you took some pictures, did you? This, I, no, I was about right here. Did he left this way? Yes, he left this way, and I left this way. I got to about here. Enyart is showing detectives his movements the night of the shooting using a floor plan of the Ambassador Hotel. This was down a hallway, more or less you were shooting? Uh, no, it's concrete. We can hear Enyart drawing on the floor plan. Uh, you see and there's uh, like a division here, you know, that goes out, mm -hmm. curtain-like things. And here was a bar, and right about here was this table. I got up on the table and up was above, and I took pictures down. You took some pictures, did you? Was yeah. the shooter, the suspect for the shooting? Or? I'm not exactly sure. I, I could tell. I can only tell by the pictures. For me, listening in the courtroom, it was difficult to tell where Enyart actually was. But Enyart's lawyer said Enyart climbed onto a steam table in the kitchen pantry, a perfect vantage point from which to photograph the murder scene. Well, what's important is that when you listen to the tape and you clearly hear a young man describing being in the room while the murder took place, the room was the pantry. And they called a witness to prove it. It was mass chaos. I entered uh, and saw Senator Kennedy on the kitchen floor. This is Ted Chirac, a journalist who made that documentary I mentioned earlier. He had also been in the pantry of the Ambassador Hotel the night of Kennedy's murder. 
young man uh, taking photographs. Where was the young man that was taking photographs? He was on a table inside the kitchen pantry. He was to my left. Are you able to identify the person you saw on the table in the pantry taking pictures? I most certainly am able to identify that man. Who is that person? Scott Engman. Then, Scott Enyart took the stand. Enyart told the jury his story. I followed Kennedy directly in with his supporters, and when we walked into the pantry... That he followed Kennedy into the pantry, and then jumped up on the steam table when the shooting began. I didn't use steam table at the time when I first spoke with police, but I've since learned that that's what it's called. Yes, the table in the corner that I jumped up on, and... That's when I started taking pictures. And Enyart's lawyers were ready with more than just words. Put up the blown up photograph. They had a photograph. This photograph was taken by, I assume, the second photographer to enter the pantry from the other side. His lawyers introduced a photo of the chaos in the pantry taken by another photographer. And in the background of the photo is a man standing on a steam table, slightly out of focus, holding a camera. According to Enyart, the man in the photo was him. I am on the table where I said I was, taking pictures, aiming down, going back and forth between the struggle for the gun and Kennedy on the floor. Mr. Enyart identifies himself where he was standing at the time he was taking pictures. Mr. Enyart did not receive back his negatives or the majority of his photos. No photos were logged in the police files under his name. He is dropped from the list on the pantry witnesses. Are all of these occurrences just coincidence? I don't think so. I think what we see here is a consistent and deliberate attempt to erase Scott Enyart and his photographs from the record of this case. Mr. Miller, you may begin. Yes. Thank you, Your Honor. Enyart's lawyer seemed to have proof that Enyart took photos of the assassination of Robert Kennedy. But now, it was the attorney for the city, Skip Miller's turn. This is an interesting case. Contrary to all the discussion, it really isn't about the assassination. It isn't about conspiracies. It isn't about willfulness and intentional manipulation of evidence. It's about, it's, a, it's kind of a mystery. It's a, it reminds me of a Sherlock Holmes mystery. The question is, what happened to Mr. Enyart's photographs? He was at the hotel, no question about it. He did take photographs. Was Mr. Enyart in the pantry area where Senator Kennedy was shot? We intend to show that he was not in the pantry area. <laughs> Don't believe me, listen to the witnesses. I'm just telling you. please. Miller said that Enyart was lying. He said, there were no photographs of the shooting in the pantry because Enyard had not been in the pantry. That's after the break. Before the break, Scott Enyard sued the city of Los Angeles over missing photographs he said he took the night Robert Kennedy was murdered. 
His legal team produced testimony and even a photograph supporting Enyart's claim. But then the city's attorney, Skip Miller, called a witness. Harry, Harry James Benson, H-A-R-R-Y-J-A-M-E-S-B-E-N-S-O-N. And tell us what your profession is. I'm a photojournalist. How long have you been in that line of work? Oh, my life really since I was about 16 years old. Benson had photographed everyone from the Beatles to Muhammad Ali, and he had followed Kennedy into the pantry that night. I saw him walking through the pantry. He's a good bit ahead of me, maybe five yards, maybe, I don't know, maybe six. And it was then a girl screamed. I turned around and I could, I could see Kennedy falling. It was just awful, just mayhem. Uh, what did you do next after um, the mayhem broke loose? Well, these things are going through your mind that this is a historical event and I'm a news photographer. This is why I'm here. That's so all I've got to do the, the dirty work. What did, did you start taking pictures after the shooting? Yes, I did. Did you take pictures from a uh, particular vantage point? Yes, there was a place to keep plates warm, and I climbed on top of that of, of this, and it was it was a, not a bad view because I looked down. And... Now, Miller hands Benson the photograph that Scott Enyer testified was of him on the steam table with a camera. Benson glances at it. Take a look at this picture, please. Oh, that's me. That's me in the moment of crisis. No question. I mean, that's me. And uh, other people have said, hey, somebody on TV has said he's you. But that's me, all right. Okay. I didn't really want to get involved, you know, but I feel I had to because it's the right thing to do. All right. Some individual saying it was me, which I thought was funny. But then it made me a bit kind of, you know, how dare they say that somebody's me, you know? The city of Los Angeles then called another witness, someone who had been very close to Enyard. Well, we first met in, when I was about eight years old. Were you good friends or just acquaintances in the neighborhood? How would you describe the uh, relationship? Uh, I thought we were best of friends. This is Brent Gold, a friend of Enyard's. He was with Enyard that night in 1968. They were just 15 years old. Tell us which way you went at the end of the speech. The entrance to the embassy room is probably over here somewhere. We simply, I simply walked in this direction out to the front. All right, now tell me, tell us please which way Scott Enyard went after the speech. We were together with each other. You said you made your way out toward the lobby and then you heard the screams and so forth. Did you ever see Scott Enyard in the uh, pantry area of the hotel after the shooting? I don't recall seeing him there. Uh, until this lawsuit was filed, did Mr. Enyard ever say to you, uh, hey Brent, I actually got a picture of the shooting of the, the actual assassination? No, he never said that. Did he tell you that he was a witness to history? No, not at all. Twenty years later, Gold saw Enyard on television, talking about the mysterious lost photos he said he had taken in the pantry. And I called him. I registered my concern. I said, I'm fearful that you're going to be getting yourself in trouble because I knew where we were. I knew we were both outside in the lobby area. Kennedy was shot and he wasn't in the pantry. And uh, what did he say? 
he said that wasn't his recollection of the event. All right, thereafter, did you have uh, contact with Mr. Enyard? Later on, he invited me to the house, and he wanted to talk about pictures in the lawsuit. And at one point, he told me, I mean, it, it seemed that he was indicating, you know. Now, what did he tell you? Well, there, there's a, there was a quote I wrote in my notes, which is, he said, I would never ask you to lie. What happened next? He began telling me about how hard things had been with him medically and financially. And what did you say to him when he started telling you about how hard things had been? I was just listening sympathetically. I felt very badly for him. We were talking about his photographs and the, the lawsuit and that I would probably be contacted by the, the city attorneys. Did you say anything back to him? I told him I would tell this city exactly what I knew. And is that what you've done? Yes. Mr. Enyart, would you look at uh, Exhibit 533? When Miller cross-examined Scott Enyart, the trial took an unexpected turn. Well, not that unexpected. This was L.A., after all. All right, I'd like to just briefly show you some of the pages from your manuscript. By the way, that was entitled Witness to History, wasn't it? That's correct. This story outline for a television movie or a theatrical movie was intended to be an autobiography of you, correct? It was to be a story of a 15-year-old boy in 1968 against the background of an assassination. Scott Enyart had written a screenplay about a 15-year-old boy set in 1968 titled Witness to History. Well, you were the model for the story. Is that a fair statement? Yes, that would be a fair statement. And was it uh, intended to be a combination of fact and fiction? No. In other words, this work for television was intended to be fact and not fiction. Is that correct? That's what I was hoping, yes. Not fictional. Yes, correct. Take a look at the, uh, if you would please, at page three. It says, uh, working as a photographer assistant to Tom Kelly on Santa Monica Boulevard, Scott would wander across the street to watch the doors rehearse at their studio, often bumping into Jim Morrison on his frequent trips to the liquor store. <laughs> it's true. And Jim Morrison is the uh, deceased singer who was with the group The Doors. That's correct. And then the sentence, the next sentence, just across La Cienica one afternoon, a fire broke out in a topless bar called the phone booth, causing a dozen naked girls to run into the street. The Doors, used to such things, just kept on rehearsing. Is that also factual? That's true. Your entire clear recollection of the jacket is, is irrelevant. It's entertaining, but it's totally irrelevant. I'm not going to ask about it. Okay, let's go to the next page. I have some more questions about fact and fiction. Miller then read from the part of Enyart's outline about the night Robert Kennedy was murdered. Uh, around the middle of the page, there's a, a reference to you, quote, chasing police as Sirhan is taken from the hotel. Yes. This is all factual, correct? I was 
following the police, and I use the word chasing because they were moving as fast as they could because they were trying to get Sirhan out of the building as quickly as possible. Scott then helps wounded victims as ambulances arrive. When you were helping wounded victims, that's in my nature. That's in your nature. That's good. Was that something you were doing? Because you certainly didn't tell us that on direct examination. Jackson. I wasn't asked. Oh, okay. Mr. Enyard, you, uh, in your uh, screenplay for movies and television, it says that you were escorting Kennedy to the ambulance as the hotel erupts into chaos. This isn't factual. This is fiction, isn't it? You never told us about escorting Kennedy to the ambulance when you were testifying before. Objection. Compound. This was written for movies and television, correct? No, this was written to lay out the facts of what happened to me that evening. These are statements that are uh, truthful. And, and like I mentioned... Sitting there watching, I was squirming in my seat. Enyart seemed to have no idea of what territory to defend and what territory to surrender. And he got stuck on everything in his story being absolutely factual, when clearly it wasn't. It just made him look silly. And it got worse and worse. This is a letter dated June 8, 1991. You recognize that letter, don't you, uh, Mr. Enyart? Yes, I do. This is your letter to Christine, who's uh, an agent. That's correct. And, uh, in fact, she became your agent, correct? That's correct. Your agent for purposes of representing you in attempting to sell your story to movies, television, books, whatever. This is after the lawsuit was filed, correct? Yes. At the top of the second page of your letter to Christine Foster, quote, my multi-million dollar lawsuit against the LAPD, the FBI, in the state of California, which already has received newspaper and television coverage, will add to the public interest in the television movie. You see that? In the closing arguments, Enyart's attorney made a final plea to the jury. I urge you to find for plaintiff and to order the city to compensate him for the loss of use. The LAPD has put plaintiffs through a degrading process tried to make him out as a profiteer. You know that is not so. All we ask is for justice and a fair award that gives the LAPD the right message. You can't abuse and oppress the citizens and get away with it without paying the consequences. She reminded the jury that whether there was a conspiracy or not, Scott Enyer's role of film was lost forever. We have, Your Honor. All right. We, the jury, above a titled action, find the following special verdict on the questions submitted to us. Question number one. Were any of the defendants negligent? Answer, yes. Was such negligence a cause of the damage to the plaintiff? The jury found in favor of Scott Enyart, and they placed a price on that lost film. They awarded him $450,000. But as for what I thought about Scott Enyart's story, I didn't believe it. And it turned out for good reason. Months later, as I was packing up my research material on the RFK case, I came across a tape of an older interview with Enyart in which he spoke about the film he had handed over to the LAPD. Remember, Enyart said that he had used Kodak 
not Ilford, bulk-loaded film. How many reels did you get them, and how many photographs would you estimate are missing? Well, they're, they're, the film was, was hand-rolled, was, was bulk-rolled, so there were probably about 30 shots per roll. They usually run a little short when you, when you uh, roll yourselves. So there it was. Scott Enyard admitted that he used bulk-loaded film in his camera, and I believe it was the same bulk-loaded film that the LAPD found in the state archives before his trial, film that contained no shots of the pantry. I sum this all up in my book Shadow Play. My best interpretation is that a young man had fallen in love with a story about himself. He married that story and repeated it so often that perhaps to this day, he believes it to be true. But it would seem that it's not. In this particular case, it would appear that it was the Los Angeles police who were telling the truth. And one last thing. The city of Los Angeles filed a successful motion for a new trial. Scott Enyart never received that $450,000. If he wanted it, he'd have to sue the city all over again. And he never did. Crime Town is Zach Stewart Pontier and Mark Smerling. The RFK Tapes is made in partnership with Cadence 13. For bonus content, go to rfktapes.com. This episode was produced by Jesse Rudoy, Ula Copa, and me, Bill Claber. Our senior producer is Austin Mitchell. Editing by Zach Stewart Pontier and Mark Smerling. This episode was mixed and sound designed by Sam Baer. Music by Kenny Cusiak. Additional music by John Cusiak. Our title track is Maria Tambien, and I'm going to mess this up by Krung Bin. <laughs> no, this is going to be a disaster. Our credit track this week is Photograph by Elephant Stone. Music supervision by Josh Kessler and Dylan Bostick at Heavy Duty Projects. Archival footage courtesy of the California State Archives. Archival research by Brennan Reese, production assistant by Kevin Shepard. Our website is designed by Kurt Courtney. Thanks to Gene Kleber, Emily Wiedemann, Green Card Pictures, Alessandro Santoro, and the team at Cadence 13. If you like the RFK tapes, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps others find out about the show. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RFK Tapes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.